Welcome to Mighty Gems, the essence of authentic presence. Your host is Dee Lee. In this program, you'll learn about connecting with the universal mind, otherwise known as pure consciousness. You can have a direct positive effect on your life, your environment, and your connection with others. Find out more today. Here is your host, Dee Lee. Welcome to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels. Uh, it's really um, essence of authentic presence as well. My name is Dee Lee, and today I'm with. Um, I'm going to be uh, talking a little bit about um, an empowered attitude for um, sharing our um, senses with ourselves and with everything that we're doing, having an active role with all of our senses. You know, we have five basic senses. And the um, part of this is also being in our present within ourselves and out in our environments. And the title of our show today is interesting. It's Are We There Yet? And a lot of focus has been on um, being mindful and being in present moment and what does it really take to stay in that moment because it can be very difficult sometimes with circumstances to be able to stay in a moment. Uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson said, adopt the pace of nature. Her secret is patience. Does it seem sometimes that we're all rushing to slow down with everything we are in process of being and doing? In some interpretations, this is a negative thought process. In others, it's a chance to pause in our rushing and reconnect both to ourselves as as well as everything we are connected to. In our daily lives, we face many increasing challenges, it seems, and we can get caught in confusion as to which way to go. It can be a little bit like the chicken on the road going, which way, which way? And currently, the focused attention on being... Uh, mindful and uh, focused on our breath and taking time to really connect and paying close attention uh, with intentions of slowing ourselves down, even for a minute. It can be rather difficult, and the ultimate benefit is to give us a stronger base inside of ourselves, which then also allows for a higher perspective that broadens and widens as we choose to focus on what matters to us. It is in this moment of focus that we are also tapping into our heart. So as we go about in this process, um, it becomes almost like connecting or looking at um, both the mindfulness, the mind and the heart, as that being a critical bridge where we're we're actually running in back and forth sometimes um, that might feel like that. And it's, it's one of those where the, the senses that we have a lot of times are on autopilot, or maybe we're focused on one sense, you know, like hearing or smell, or we're aware of it because of something standing out. And a lot of what happens with our senses is that is um, part of us, and we're just used to it being there. Or if we have challenges, we're used to trying to overcompensate. And uh, we may not really even think about them as an additional focus or area to put our focus. So our discussion today is, are we there yet? Are we being mindful? Are we, you know, working from our heart? Um, Because the mind is different and separate focus. 
and it's it's really a an opportunity to understand a lot of you know the differences that we have in our senses and how do they help us common sense you know we our basic senses have to do with you know sight smell hearing taste and touch there's also um, a couple of other ones that uh, can come to play sometimes, um, common sense and possibly humor, a sense of humor. So there's language that we use to explain ourselves in how we we uh, show up and or what is going on. Um, it's interesting because common sense is really um, from a a um, perspective of the language of the actual words has to do with a practical judgment that is derived from some kind of experience and it's interesting the knowledge is really known information so there's really a um, you know different attitude with with this this is this is experience and it comes with um, some kind of quantity of uh, information and sometimes we get uh, perceptions and uh, judgments based upon our experience. So if it's if we're really just looking at the words common sense, it's really a sound judgment derived from experience rather than actual studying it. And it is um, it comes up with images of simpler times when you know people were focused on common sense as being the norm and a lot of it was based upon uh, some of the history and also um, other aspects that had to do with you know what um, environment they were in you know maybe there's more location oriented uh, religion a lot of inputs that they would depend upon and maybe not actually have the experience it's not really a sense you know, like when you define a sense as being um, part of our being, but it's really an expression, and um, sometimes the information might be uh, not complete because we're relying on something that we may not even have full expression with or experience. So we're depending upon someone else to give us some kind of input or have maybe we are um, clinging to something that we might think is um, part of it. And it becomes a challenge sometimes to uh, figure out, okay, is this really part of my sense? Um, or is it something where um, it's something I should trust? It's, a, it's a, one of those aspects that when we really th look at it closely, um, it's a point of fact. Sometimes it's causes us poor rather than sound judgment and it depends again on how we use it because if we use it as just a, a sideline as uh, potential information we're not depending upon it or we use it as additional information that we uh, ask questions more and really want to understand this is really uh, how we want to proceed because it's something again that might not have an actual experience in the matter of whatever that is and um, we want to work further into the details and know that you know there is a validity to what you're concluding or how it's going to be related to something so the um, interesting part here is um, there's 
different kinds of thinking, and it's sometimes sensical thinking depends again on some of the the judgments and reflections from another input. And when we open our minds, um, as we're getting more empowered, we're opening ourselves and our senses open with us. And as we become more in the present moment, there's a requirement for everything to for the um, everything to operate well, to be in harmony. And so, as we open our our thoughts and our our hearts and our senses are aligning. Uh, we're in the process of making sure that, I mean, they're all of them are receptive to answers that we may not want to hear. Sometimes we um, also have to ask ourselves uh, what we want to have as, you know, our direction. And so sometimes common sense can come in as an input, but can be confusing because it may not align with um, some of the other basic sense amount or sense thoughts that we're collecting. So as we're gathering a lot of uh, data in in our receptors here from our senses, we're going to get input from each of the focuses. And that data becomes a uh, source of decision material. And if we get overwhelmed with it, sometimes part of us will shut down. And it's it's something that then we go, wow, that's just something I can't deal with right now. And so part of the data then becomes more limited on how it's used. What we're trying to do here is to open ourselves up in our hearts and our minds to be fully present um, and have the opportunity to utilize that as a way to experience our moments as you know all of the inputs are then able to help us and the input is considered data in a different way it's not just a number it's it's a feeling and when we combine our thoughts and our hearts with these feelings then it helps give us a good source or solid foundation on being able to have something to uh, have as accurate conclusions or as best we can to help make the best decisions as possible based upon our questions and concerns and issues that we face every day. And as a, you know, sometimes it can be looked at as pretty boring, but um, again, it's, a, it's taking the time to think in terms of being present and not just uh, having it as accepted that it's a part of ourselves and that it just operates by itself. So when we face increasing com- complex and challenging circumstances, office, often um, this can give us some uh, challenge from making decisions and we could be actually trapped and in a limited mode if we are feeling overwhelmed and we can be confused again on which way, which way do we go? And so the opportunity here is to uh, come at the process of opening ourselves or our full receptive selves into from our expressions to be able to have a variety of different inputs. And by having that available to uh, take a look and feel and move through, it's going to give us an opportunity to feel better in making the decisions because we're reconnecting you know, all of the parts. So rushing to slow down is kind of a, a um, mindful 
uh, exercise because when we slow down, it's something that uh, we can, when we take a look at the words themselves, the words become an expression that sometimes people are not uh, very positive about having some process that is in the word slow. So again, it comes to understanding the language and from a reality perspective, um, it's still an opportunity for us to pause and take a look at from a mindful perspective, um, how are we showing up and what are we doing and what is, you know, this is like running back to the other side of the bridge. And we're, if we're giving ourselves the opportunity to do this, um, we're going to be able to ground ourselves. And by doing this grounding, and again, that's a language uh, that could get in misunderstood. You know, we're, we're taking our, our um, internal self and looking for opportunity to go within ourselves and really have um, connection to the earth and to uh, a more solid foundation. And when we do this, it gives us solid a strong footing on how to proceed, it gives us different perspective. And when we feel ourselves being more grounded and in that that process, um, our vision, our sight changes, it widens, and we can really connect with what really matters in our current situation. This basis point in looking at all of the the receptors within everything operating in harmony gives us a solid foundation then for having heartful action. And when we're in heartful action, that can give us a an opportunity to really work from that foundation and with strength and we can feel, you know, the action and it gives us a chance to move through it. So when we're basically you know, looking for things from a challenge perspective, we could have challenging mindset um, that would be, we might feel things are conflicting, we could feel emotions, we could ha look at it as a problem. But when we stop and say, okay, this is how the input is, what do I do? We want to become practical. So we say, okay, let's reconnect with our breath and we want to reconnect to the whole present moment and use our internal self and our all of our tools to be able to go within and then um, this will help in uh, balancing the exterior world. So a question that would come up and say, what matters most in this situation? How can I make this situation turn out or have the action so that essentially um, things calm down and have a higher perspective to be able to see all of the components. So when we uh, take a look at um, heartfulness, is this always interpersonal? Or what is the difficult part of making a decision here is really following our heart and also knowing and understanding what our heart is telling us. If something's really meanif meaningful, um, I want to set it aside and say, okay, well, this is important. I have my heart set on it, maybe. Um, so there are language words here that have to do with the heart. 
And sometimes we may not really mean what we're saying, but it's more like this is something I want to focus on. And if we are taking a look at, you know, the connection and the bridge between the mind and the heart, and we're in the the action mode, but maybe we are going in the wrong direction, you're going to notice that because you're you're feeling like there's something not quite there as far as the footing on what you're standing on and or how you're acting. So when we, we're using the word heart and we refer to it as something meaning, meaningful, we will actually see it stand up and take notice with something. We'll be able to um, look at it from a, a different perspective and we'll know that this is all helpful. So the mindfulness and all of the related uh, focus is kind of a catalyst for heartfulness. It actually sets up the parameters for action and it increases our ability to act more wisely, um, perhaps more courageously. And it can be set up so that um, if we aren't aware, it can be set up that we're that's if we're only operating in a mindful mode, that can almost be out of balance. So taking a curious look at you know the bridge and making sure that when uh, when we're in this state of uh, choice that we have the two connections because that helps to make sure it is all balancing and the balance is where we want to operate because that's part of taking all of the the different receptors and opening to receive this information it's better to have a balanced focus than it is to be out of balance when we're trying to do something with a, a scenario. So on that note, we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Do you find yourself clinging to certain thoughts, beliefs, or patterns as you go through your day? Do you find yourself taking things for granted or feeling overwhelmed with the pace of life? You have a choice. You can shift your perspective of what you were feeling when you were present in the moments of your life. You can enjoy the mighty gems of your life, and it can happen fast. Hang a cling to it anywhere you spend a lot of time. Accept the invitation to be present through an uplifting photo vibe as a private sanctuary of visual inspiration. Connect with what matters at clingtoit.com. That's clingtuit.com. Being committed to being your best self can feel daunting. Once you've studied and done the discoveries needed for self-mastery, it may not be easy to know how to apply what you've learned. Even more, you might feel alone. If you're looking to connect with people who get it, join the Self-Actualization Society. It's for people who want to have deeper conversations about stepping into their next best levels. Part chat, part mastermind, part online learning group in a community focused on the act and art of realizing your potential. Practice and share the wisdom you know at theselfactualizationsociety.com. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Change your world, change your life. 
VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Mighty Gems with Dee Lee. If you'd like to connect with the show, we'd love to hear from you via email. Send your email to sparkles at mightygems.com. That's sparkles at mightygems.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Mighty Gems, Essence of Authentic Presence. And we're focused um, today on um, the bridge between the mind and the heart and wanting to have it a balanced bridge where we're able to move back and forth as needed. And also we're incorporating uh, the other parts of ourselves that have to do with the senses because we don't want to be on autopilot uh, going back and forth on the bridge. We want to be able to bring in the benefits that um, the benefits of um, our basic senses, you know, like being able to hear what's going on, uh, smells around us, um, put it, getting inputs, uh, being able to see what's going on. Our sight is very important. We can need to see where we're going and having it so that we can feel uh, with touch and taste is, is important. So when we operate with all of the receptors in our um, opportunity here to include all of these and join together as we go back in t- and forth between the mind and the heart, um, we can sometimes look at this as we're trying to work on something. And when we're trying to, trying to actually work on something, we might be actually trying too hard to do something that should be more um, actively just not uh, too much of a focus. And so sometimes we can get ourselves um, overworked in a focus and we are able to somehow miss the, the perspective of being able to do whatever we're focused on. And so um, when we look at mindfulness, there's been such a focus in our environments and uh, in discussions and media that sometimes it's more like we're trying to check ourselves and say, are we focused today on mindfulness? Oh, I goofed. You know, I forgot. Um, There's a lot of, you know, when we tell ourselves certain things like that, we might be finding ourselves not feeling like we're even able to um, process that. And so be careful about how we talk to ourselves in looking through and making the choices. So we can use these moments that we try to focus and say, um, I'm transitioning from this moment. I'm going to pause and take a take a break, or I'm going to pause and and really check in with something and do my breath process, um, where I'm able to be more present because I'm really here and I'm able to walk and listen and use my um, senses in adding some information to whatever the situation is. So when you come away from this experience. And you feel like you've been there and you, you can actually remember all the part of your event or your moment. That's an opportunity to, to really feel good about, okay, now this is, this is a, an active experience that I'll be able to recall. And it helps to have that feeling of being able to recall it because then further down in the day or other timing, you'll be able to recall something and say, wow, that was really a, an awesome 
opportunity to be out in nature and I remember how it felt listening to the birds and if you're by a, a brook and listening to the water running and how it feels when you're in a different space and it's not you trying to do all of this, you're participating in the space and you're benefiting from the receiving mode, um, that is really valuable. And it has a lot of um, potential to keep us in a different state rather than running back and forth trying to um, experiment and or justify um, where we're putting ourselves in judgment for either not doing it or we're not trying to be doing it or we're trying too hard and sometimes we try too hard we're really not relaxing and when we try to be happy are we really happy we can end up less patient less relaxed less happy and basically less mindful so in putting this all together we're trying to have it so that it becomes more of a habit and when we do this, it's going to be more from a habit itself, which becomes not so much on autopilot, but it becomes the choice. And you'll be able to slip in and out of those moments and still be able to be calling yourself heartful, where you're checking in on how does it feel when I'm moving back and forth. So when we look at the different characteristics here, we're really looking at uh, not having an attitude of strain or struggle. And we're looking at the benefits of what it feels like to relax and be basically taking a, a moment and doing this. It really is bringing ourselves to the awareness of the benefits when we keep our mind open and we will become able to uh, not have to compare or contrast with ourselves in ourselves and make judgment or criticism. We can do this in a clear, simple, mindful process and stay away from you know the com comparatives and the contrasts that in this process, we might be looking at ourselves, but we might also be looking at how does this represent my reaction in a situation that's more um, open now and other people are also in dif different perspectives so it's really looking at mindfulness as saying okay it's not a um, there's not a level of degree that each mindful effort is going to have a you know small medium large um, or a different level it's, it's more or less um, knowing that by practicing this we're not trying to identify things and it's it's a um, sometimes we're talking to ourselves in our mind and this becomes the chatter that is difficult sometimes to have um, you know, separate from our moments where we're trying to relax, we're trying to um, become more cognizant of our situation and give it an opportunity to give us a, a different action potential. And when we put this together and we have more inner harmony, then we know that from our own reactions to other situations that when we come to a situation or go into a heartfelt mode, we're going to have a better outcome too because we're able to um, practice as we go and so our, our reaction modes are going to be more reactive and able to have the flow of something that you know comes from thought and comes through our hearts and, and out into our uh, action. 
and being fully present, we're not looking at, at this as um, something that's um, required. It's it's basically um, an opportunity for ourselves to keep ourselves more in harmony, and it gives a lot of reaction to our action base and able to uh, request for ourselves that I need to approach this with a different emotion or I need to uh, come at it at something in a different level of focus. And the ongoing practice of mindfulness, which we're, we're sometimes setting aside certain time slots in our day and also going, well, I need to do this because it helps and it helps not just myself, but it helps our relationships with everything or not just um, it, it helps your environment as you're in a more steady state and um, operable uh, situation is going to help your relationships with um, others and in your environment. So it becomes, you know, kind of a ripple effect and that's more or less um, where we want to operate from a, you know, sense of happiness, peace, or love, and not really looking at it from a negative perspective, because that's really a limiting thought. And when we act from limiting thoughts, you know, they become limiting, and we can also feel rather um, heavy, and whatever we're, we're working with can feel like it's out of reach. So we want to use the process that goes into uh, the bridge effort by having it more spontaneous. And it's very uh, helpful to know that as we practice, this is going to get more and more uh, spontaneous because we're going to know how to walk across the bridge or how does it relate to something on the other side and be able to move back and forth as we need to do this. So we're not having to do mindfulness, really. This is really... um, a balancing act and we're being in in this focus um, as we take hold and, and build our struggle um, or build our strength against the struggle and uh, a lot of times we can feel in struggle because we're comparing ourselves to something that we might think is important but for the most part uh, what we want to do is keep a, an action mode in running things through our hearts and knowing that, okay, this is this feels really good, or this is how I want to have this process feel. And knowing that um, mindfulness is a state and heartfulness is kind of a reaction or also an opportunity for action. So each of these have a, a um, symbology in a way. And can basically be action items. Uh, Some people try so hard to be mindful that they lose a connection. And so it becomes a a look at uh, balancing and looking at the principles, um, looking at the focus, and it's um, coming along in in kind of a traditional area that um, some people from a religious perspective have different basics that they're trying to, you know, come with um, towards you know, res- responsibilities and whatever. And so some of it is an acceptance of of, of the focus and um, trying out different things sometimes is a little challenging, but knowing that you're able to do this and being in a higher self and taking a look at things from a different 
um, perception, it gives you a chance to try out different aspects. And so when we make change, uh, sometimes it takes, you know, they say 28 days of repeat. And by doing this and taking a look at um, doing it in a regular basis, then it gives a practice. And when we practice, you know, it's like anything else that you practice. There's uh, something that happens as we practice over and over, especially if we focus on the same thing in a similar way so that you're able to, to say, okay, well, this I'm going to take a certain amount of time in this moment, and this is my practice. I'm going to approach it from this perspective. So when we take a look from that aspect, we're building a bridge and we're um, working with two parts of this. It's um, you know interesting because it, you know there's different um, understanding of definitions of mindfulness and heartfulness. And so from the Oxford Dictionary, mindfulness is really the quality or state of being conscious or aware of something. And because it's a mental state, it's focusing on awareness in the present moment and commonly, commonly acknowledging and accepting that there are feelings and thoughts and sensations. And when we take a look, as we step back a little bit, that might seem like it's rather high level. But some of it is really just having it so that you can um, have that state understanding and know that you have you, you have a choice. So when we slip in and out of autopilot, the average person apparently, when we slip in and out of autopilot, uh, based upon some re research, the average person is really um, in autopilot about 47% of the time. And that's kind of interesting because we are constantly um, thinking our way through things and, and words and thoughts are sometimes feeling independent of where we're at and we're not really present in our own situation. So autopilot is some sometimes de described as a dreamlike state because we're not really mindfully here and we can be very busy and connected and think that we're here but it's not easy sometimes to stand separately and say okay well this is where I'm going to drive my, my attention and when we take a moment to step back a little bit and say, wait a minute, I'm standing in the middle of the bridge, and I look around and say, wow, I'm not in harmony even standing here on the bridge. And then you go back and forth and try to you know, correct a situation. You can get lost in the doing part of going back and forth, and sometimes we're struggling and trying to get stuff done because we're in such a, um, a, an out-of-balance focus. When we're looking at this from a um, perspective of feelings and how we feel, sometimes we can add more stress and anxiety into a situation that, in fact, if we were able to stop, slow down, and take a separate uh, approach, it would be actually a good thing because then we might feel a lot more uh, happy and calm. So again, is paying attention and taking a look at where you are. We want to wake up out of autopilot and start controlling the steering wheel because that's where we want to be able to 
you know, take the the approach that we're driving where we want to go, rather than having things um, moving us in that direction and not really knowing and or feeling properly um, prepared for something that uh, we really should be, because that's our opportunity to take ourselves in a different way, uh, in a different direction, and be able to end up, you know, getting a positive attitude, um, having more balance and, and joy in our life. And those are aspects that um, all of us would like to have, I think, um, in a non-focused way that is just there. So it becomes, you know, it's almost like we have to just set that stage and practice and practice and eventually we'll be in a higher level uh, because we're ready and we're able to move that direction. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. Do you find yourself clinging to certain thoughts, beliefs, or patterns as you go through your day? Do you find yourself taking things for granted or feeling overwhelmed with the pace of life? You have a choice. You can shift your perspective of what you were feeling when you were present in the moments of your life. You can enjoy the mighty gems of your life, and it can happen fast. Hang up, cling to it anywhere you spend a lot of time. Accept the invitation to be present through an uplifting photo vibe as a private sanctuary of visual inspiration. Connect with what matters at clingtoit.com. That's clingtuit.com. Being committed to being your best self can feel daunting. Once you've studied and done the discoveries needed for self-mastery, it may not be easy to know how to apply what you've learned. Even more, you might feel alone. If you're looking to connect with people who get it, join the Self-Actualization Society. It's for people who want to have deeper conversations about stepping into their next best levels. Part chat, part mastermind, part online learning group in a community focused on the act and art of realizing your potential. Practice and share the wisdom you know at theselfactualizationsociety.com. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to Mighty Gems with Dee Lee. If you'd like to connect with the show, we'd love to hear from you via email. Send your email to sparkles at mightygems.com. That's sparkles at mightygems.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Mighty Gems, Essence of Authentic Presence. And in that mindset, we're going to discuss a little bit about practice because practice is um, is appropriate for any kind of focus. You know, it's, it's one that to get to a, an excellent point of um, operation or something that you really want to feel success at, it does take some focus and it takes formal practice. And for mindfulness practice, the practice part would be um, 
coming from an aspect of meditation. That's, again, um, a focused, common word. And for the most part, this is done sitting down and with eyes closed and, you know, looking at um, the internal uh, setup and trying to calm our insight sometimes gets a challenge because our minds are busy and we're trying to take control and get it calm it's not always easy and so we're we're bringing ourselves back to our breath which is we are breathing that's pretty common and so what we want to do is um, have it so that as we're doing this we get into a routine and bring this into our full focus so that on a daily or momentary basis we have a a um, you know point of reference and by looking at this as a positive some people can feel it's a challenge from them being too busy and uh, from a research perspective by um, doing this you know it, it has a lot of benefits and uh, there has been a lot of history with um, people that have taken the time to uh, check out into a better state of mind. And the benefits are sometimes outweighing the challenges. And um, when we are looking at things right now, there's a, a huge set of um, unbalanced situations that we're all uh, have to uh, address in our lives, in our environments, in our governments, and out there. And so the more that we can practice some kind of a proven method that we can ourselves feel very, um, uh, that that we can feel we can control, it helps to give us some kind of a basic foundation. And when we take this time and look at it from a positive perspective, um, sometimes you'll get to a point like that's where you want to go. Um, even if it's some other time that you need to be doing something. If you're in the practice of doing this, sometimes it becomes an invitation to stop what you're doing and focus and move into this more steady state because it will help you in a lot of different ways. It improves health and it boosts immunity. In fact, mindfulness is shown to have beneficial uh, efforts effects in many different illnesses. And so when we um, have a more clear, focused approach, our thinking is more clear and it improves efficiency at work. And even though it takes time to get into this state, um, we're going to find it very helpful when we are on um, the process of work and or moving back and forth on the bridge with a direct focus. It's it's in, in other words, it, it's going to give us a, a better sense of being happier. And as we're moving into our heart um, and using that as part of the variables here, it's going to make a sense of joy and have, have you able to I identify with that. So this again comes back to um, how to look at this from a different angle. If we only see and hear, uh, well, we should be mindful every day. Do we really understand what that means in the full gamut? And um, there's some different aspects here that uh, from a, an overall life uh, living opportunity, you know, it's, it's a different observation. But um, if we take and sprinkle the meditation throughout the day, 
you know, find something that's maybe not closed meditation. It's, it's a, again, identifying something that will help you to uh, stop and pause for a moment and know that you're okay to focus this and focus on your breathing and do nothing else. Um, you can do this in a lot of ways, even with your eyes open. And again, it's a challenge sometimes in different environments, but when we take and clear out the debris here with uh, all of the reasons why not and look at it as I can do this and look at the wonderful um, benefit of doing it and being it, it will help in a lot of other aspects that you might not realize. And so if you're focusing on listening and using your other um, senses, so you want to be sure to to uh, clear out your mind to you so your mind's not chattering away when you're trying to listen to something um, that you might feel like is more important. But it, it's, it's really taking the time to do and focus and be in attention to something. It's a matter of analyzing it in a different way too. I mean, look at the benefits and knowing that you can do this um, so when we take a look at the as aspects of slowing down, um, slowing down again has to do with um, how fast we move through things from a physical perspective, also how fast we want to move through things. Sometimes we're moving too fast physically, and we really should be paying attention where we're going. Um, there have been some studies with people walking with their handheld mobiles and people don't pay attention to where their feet are going. And so um, it's a good question when you're uh, paying attention to ask, where are my feet? Because that will give you a clue if you're going in the direction you're supposed to or if you're headed in the wrong direction. Um, your feet are going to take you either way and you'll want to make sure that you're attached. So again, it, it can be humorous, but slowing down is um, a matter of taking time and looking at um, what can I connect with? Maybe walk barefoot in the grass. And really, when you do that, enjoy the sensation because if you tune in to your other senses, you'll be able to feel the grass and you'll be able to feel how it feels, be able to remember that. And so it becomes, you know, connect with something um, and not some things, but really taking one thing at a time is another opportunity to uh, not be multitasking because it gets blended sometimes and you can't remember this one or that one. But they, um, because of the way our, you know, situations sometimes are demanding that we be multitasking. Sometimes the focus is difficult to split out one thing on on um, focus, but I would suggest that we do this as often as we can because the ultimate myth of multitasking is it. In reality, it drains us, and we're not able to focus. And we might be more tired. We might be feeling more frustrated. So there's a lot of negatives in both. Um, you know, the mind and the heart, when we're trying to do something, we can't quite get there. So the challenge is here to look at the word slowing down, not in a negative, but being in a positive, saying, okay, I can do this. I can be doing this. I can observe in yourself. Your attitude starts with that. And <clears throat> I can 
take the moment and realize that I am on this side of the bridge and I want to get over there. And by doing this, you can get over there. And when you do this, your mind will be more calm. You'll be able to uh, listen to your, your thoughts in a different way and switch them if you need to. So it, the key is to really um, look at your thoughts and say, okay, well, this is, you know, this is internal chatter sometimes and they're just chattering away because we're observing and we're thinking and we're reacting and um, sometimes our thoughts are just out there operating and when we take um, a, a, an approach and say, okay, I'm just, I'm going to think nothing, you know, nothing, I'm going to calm my mind down and, and have it so that um, my ideas are there, but I'm not going to have them racing around. So that's a, a very um, good approach. And you can do this too with not feeling threatened that you're losing control because you're actually taking more control by saying, okay, my mind is going to calm down and I'm going to focus here on walking around in my environment and being able to, to really you know, take the moment and zoom in on some scenario or if you're walking out in your neighborhood or walking around a park, there's a lot of, there. it could be classed as distraction, but again, it's a matter of how do you approach it. And by looking at it from a perspective of, okay, I want to pause or linger on this scene and, and really participate in it, be fully present. And it's it's again how do we how do we approach this where we're thinking of it in terms of a positive slowing down and we're looking at it as it feels good. I'm connecting with something. I'm able to make a choice in how I'm doing this and where I'm in that moment. Um, so the surroundings might be something that um, are interesting so you pause and ask questions or you might see something that's in nature that you're intrigued by um so it, it's um Thich Nhat Hanh said walk as if you are kissing the earth with your feet and when you do this it's a whole different feeling as you approach it from that angle too so that's adding some heartfelt pro um, perspective on what you're doing and when you're doing this from this perspective, you're going to react differently. So um, whenever you sense, you know, go into it fully, you want to uh, explore things with total observation and looking at it from a detailed perspective. So when you look at, say, a, a tree branch or you look at, at leaves and colors, when you're fully engrossed in something, you're going to not only react to it with your mind and your heart, but you're also going to um, notice this feeling and say, okay, well, I'm able to now react to it, but it's going to be a part of an experience. So interesting how we approach certain things. We might be kind of um, moving at a higher perspective or we might be moving faster than we're normally able to because we feel like we're in a hurry and we need to get on to the next focus. But when we... Um, like we want to um, have a higher perspective or engross ourselves in something, that's really um, a positive because you're going to come away with a different understanding of this and be able to um, look at things in a different uh, perspective.
number one, and also experience the benefits. So it's it's a essentially taking the opportunity to slow down and move through your space. So when you take a look at when you wake up in the morning and, and how you react to whatever is around and whenever it is that you wake up, um, what do you start with and how are you setting your mindset to um, look at your surroundings and interact with them? It gives you a sense of courage when you start from this higher perspective. You notice that you're able to be more courageous for your day, more compassionate, and you're connected. And this is um, also a basis that um, people suggest being grateful. And how do you practice gratitude um, is different because each person has a different way to do that. Noticing something, summarizing at the end of the day what they've experienced. And by doing this with an attitude for the next morning, you'll be able to wake up with an attitude feeling like you have a whole day and looking at the time and saying, okay, I have this time. What do I need to do that when you're opening your heart, it really acknowledges what um, opportunities are. Eckhart Tolle said, acknowledging the good that you're already that you already have in your life is the foundation for all abundance. So when you give thanks and, and appreciate what is going on, it helps your overall well-being. And it also has a ripple effect as you're going around your uh, situation. Because this also gives you abundance feeling that not is not only in time, but it also give you gives you abundance in the expectations that you have the control to be able to to um, have your life go in the direction that you're trying to go. So it all starts when you open your heart. And when we take a, a moment to open our heart and understand that this is the basis, it's, it's a balance act sometimes. But when we take this opportunity, it's going to open up all kinds of avenues and your bridge is going to feel more like part of your entire um, setup where you're, you're able to operate from mindfulness and, and to heartfulness and back and forth, and it feels like a balance. Mighty Gems is about sparkling as gems and focusing on our personal values, even if they become or they begin as just having a perceived value. Now, as you go about the efforts of prospecting the Mighty Gems in yourself and others, it is really looking for special jewels that exist in each of us, such as our smiles, and looking from that perspective, then we're looking outside into the world. Buddha said the trouble is you think you have time, but start the journey now. When we continue to connect to within ourselves, to nature and to others with one insight, one choice, and one action, it is all very fascinating, and we can broaden our prospecting arena and can go up and above and beyond where we have ever believed we can go and grow. So be careful what you believe. And as we go on here, we're we're really opening our senses and able to connect in a lot of ways that uh, we have never had before. And um, it's a very exciting opportunity. Have a good one. Thank you for joining us this week. Tune in every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific. 5 p.m. Eastern Time for Mighty Gems with Dee Lee on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
We'll see you with another edition of the show next time.